I would say one of the most important things is to get out of the habit of comparing yourself to other authors because that will never lead to happiness. <laughs> <laughs> it's really easy to get caught in that trap when you look at someone who's, you know, released 20 books and they've got all these fans and they're doing all these things, but everybody starts somewhere in their journey. We'll talk about this and much more today. Welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. My name is Ruth Douthit, and I'm an award-winning multi-published author, and I welcome you. I know you have a choice as to which podcasts to listen to, so I'm honored that you are choosing to spend some time with me. I don't know about you, but March has been incredibly busy for me <laughs> as an author, as an artist, as a speaker, but it's been a good kind of busy. And I had five school visits this month alone. That's five different schools in the Valley. I was able to go talk to the students about the importance of writing and reading. Plus, I was able to read to them for my new book, Peter and the Dragon Forest. And in my last school visit, I was actually able to draw dragons with the students. I was able to show them how to draw dragons. And that was so much fun. I met some amazing kids throughout this whole month. And I'm a little sad that the month is coming to an end. But I have some great news. This Thursday is not only my birthday, but it's also the book launch party for Peter and the Dragon Force. Thursday, March 30th. 6 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I will be drawing dragons at this live Facebook event. So bring the kids. I'll also be talking about the Peter and the Dragon Forest book with my husband, who is a co-illustrator. And he had worked as one of the artists on the movie Anastasia. So you can ask him some questions about that and about how he developed the beautiful illustrations for Peter and the Dragon Forest. So please bring the kids. There will be book giveaways. I'll be giving away dragon art and bookmarks. You'll be hearing from other authors of children's picture books and how they are developing their stories. And also we'll hear from amazing award-winning book cover designer, Kirk DuPont, who will show us how he designs book covers with dragons. Ah, I know you're going to love it. So March 30th on my Facebook group of dragons dreams and faraway places so find that group on facebook join in the fun on thursday march 30th where we will talk about picture books art and of course dragons <laughs> i hope you can join me and again bring the kids of dragons dreams and faraway places and be sure to sign up for my newsletter where you will learn more about my book giveaways my upcoming book projects including The Doors of Rome, a women's fiction book set in beautiful Rome. I think you'll really love this story. I had so much fun writing it. I'm about to send it to my editor, the final draft, and it comes out May 30th. So be sure to sign up for my newsletter about that. You can sign up at artbyruth.com, my website, and you can learn more about me, my book projects, and my art. I'm excited to announce some upcoming podcast interviews. That's right. Some amazing interviews are coming up right here at Writer's Day Podcast, including 
part two of my interview with Tosca Lee and Marcus Brotherton about their amazing book coming out in May, The Long March Home. So stay tuned for that amazing podcast interview, part two of my interview with Tosca Lee, except this time, co-author Marcus Brotherton joins us to discuss their collaboration efforts to bring this amazing book, The Long March Home, to you. She is an amazing author and illustrator, big fan of animals, and chocolate. And I'm honored to have her with me today to talk about her new book, Radiant, which is book two in her Color Theory series. Ashley Bustamante joins me today, so you know the drill. Grab your favorite beverage, a comfortable chair, kick back and relax as we listen to the multi-talented Ashley Bustamante. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a Writer's Day podcast. I'm excited to have you here today because we are going to be talking to author-illustrator Ashley Bustamante. Hi, Ashley. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. It's a thrill. So why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself, and then we'll talk about your amazing books. All right. So I used to always introduce myself as an Arizona native, but that changed about a year and a half ago. (laughs) (laughs) So currently living in the Midwest um, and looking outside my window at the snow right now and wishing for spring. Um, But I have always kind of always been drawn to writing. I ever since I was little, I loved to write down stories and I used to make little picture books about um whatever came to mind. It was mostly My Little Ponies, I think, when I was little. (laughs) (laughs) Family pets or whatever came to, whatever came to mind. Um, And that's kind of always been on my mind and always like to explore anything that let me be creative, illustrating or writing or photography are things that I've kept interest in all this time. And a little bit about That is so neat. We have a lot in common. First of all, I am an Arizona native and uh, we lived in North Carolina for a brief time and then came back. So do you think you'll ever make your way back or? Oh, I sure hope so. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of things we like about Iowa, but Arizona still feels like home. So we're hoping in a few years to get back there. Great. And also I'm an artist too. So when you say you did little picture books and such, did you think in your mind when I grow up, I'm going to be like a picture book author illustrator or? No, when I was little thinking about writing or illustrator, any of that as a profession never really occurred Mm. to me. It was just something that I did. It wasn't until I was a little bit older and we had an author come visit at our school that I thought, wow, people can do this as like a job. And and so then I got a little more interested in it, but didn't start taking it really seriously until college. And that's when I started doing writing classes and thought about becoming more proficient in the craft. Mm. Did you read a lot as a child? Oh, yes. I was a very avid reader. I maxed out my library book limits at the school library every week until the (laughs) librarian eventually was so kind and increased my limit because I was going through them so fast. And and I'm always, always grateful to her for that. Yeah. Have you ever had a chance to go back to your school and visit your librarian and talk to the students? 
I did get to go back to my school and talk to a few of my old teachers. Unfortunately, the librarian was not there anymore. Um, and I had tried to connect with her a few times and then finally got in touch with her daughter, her, um, the librarian, her mother, unfortunately passed away before Oh, I got to talk to her and express my thanks, but I yeah. will always appreciate her. Oh, that's neat that she was an inspiration to you. She I, was. I find that many of the authors I interview typically have a teacher who inspired them kind of by um, challenging them to read more or challenging them by being tough on grading their stories, you know? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Right. oh, that's great. So would you want to go do a school visit? I'm only asking because I, I have a school visit. I had two last week. I have a school visit tomorrow. So would you ever want to go to speak to a school? Those are fun. I actually, before my young adult novel came out, I actually did have a picture book published uh, in 2012. And I did do a few school visits for that. And that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Mm, neat. Well, you'll definitely have to go speak to the junior hires and the high school Yes. kids about your new series. Let's talk about it. The Color Let's do Theory Series. How did this come to be? so this came about, it was a little bit after A Lamb and a Llama. That was the picture book. After that one came out, then I started getting a little more excited about the writing and publishing And oddly enough, it always sounds weird to say this, but one night I had a dream about one of the scenes that's now in Vivid, and I just could not get it out of my mind. Like I kept, I woke up and I kept thinking about these characters because it was like I was watching it, you know, as though I was watching a movie and kept thinking about them and their story. And I'm like, I want to know what happens to them. And, and My mind just kind of started working a mile a minute. I wrote down that one scene and just kept building and building around that. Wow. Where why does it call the color theory? Is that because of your art background or It was actually because of the magic system in the book. Oh. It's like, is a color-based magic system. Yeah, tell us about that. That's fascinating. So in this world, in Magus, people use colors as their actual power source. So there are three magic types, red, yellow, and blue magic, primary colors, of course. And um, so, for example, if you use red magic and saw a red apple, you could drain all the color from that apple and use it to strengthen your own powers. And so that's um, the basis of this magic system in this world. Wow. What would be the consequences then? A, a world that's just black and white? Well, they can, the shapers, which are the blue magic users, can kind of manipulate objects. So they actually can bring color back to objects. Um, but there's certain things where once the color's gone, it's gone. And then it becomes pretty useless. Like if you take color from a plant, then that plant dies. Um, yeah, poor plant. <laughs> <laughs> this is so neat i this is very original i've never heard of this before wow a type of that type of magic system you know power system wow It's been really fun to come up with. so tell us about vivid and then your next book which comes out may 9th called radiant Yes. So Vivid starts out, it tells the story of Ava Locke, who is a 17-year-old student um, at a 
at the Top Academy on Magus for these magic using students. And her goal in life is to become a benefactor and they're sort of sort of like the leaders, kind of the government system on Magus. And that has been her number one goal for years and years and years. And she kind of has been isolated, focusing only on that. In this world, the color yellow has become banned because yellow is mind control. And this was seen as being too dangerous because, you know, nobody wants someone else taking over their mind. And so yellow magic is banned. Any yellow magic users have been imprisoned. But that changes one day when a mentalist, that's the name of the yellow magic users, named Elm, he escapes from prison and encounters Ava and everything kind of blows up from there. Ooh, that sounds fascinating. And this this is a YA series, correct? Yes, correct. Neat. It's so original. I swear, I have not heard anything like this before. <laughs> and the covers are gorgeous. Did you work with the cover designer over at Enclave or no? Yes, um, Emily with, uh, oh, Create, Explore, Read. <laughs> I'm hoping okay. I got the order of that right. She is amazing. She has such a great eye for design and is so creative. And I feel just so blessed that I got to have her design my covers. Yeah, they're just, they have such depth and they're so pretty. They do. I, I could not have envisioned anything better. I just love them. Mm -hmm. So now tell us about Radiant, the second book that comes out May 9th. So Radiant, I'm going to try to be careful because obviously yeah. I'm yeah. for the second book or spoil vivid for those who are still exactly. with that. But it kind of explores, um, how can I talk about it without? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's got to be hard. It goes into the depths of what happens when you start to introduce something forbidden back into the world. And um, Ava's learning to look outside of herself a little more and her original goals have changed. And she's learning how to be part of a team because that's very foreign to her. Um, so it goes a lot, explores that in more detail and it's kind of a wild ride and um, I'm excited for everyone to dive into that more. We introduce more characters, more of the students from the school and I can't wait for everyone to get to know them. Ooh. So who were the inspiration for your characters? Were they friends of yours or because I know JK Rowling named the Death Eaters after her friends. <laughs> I always thought that right. was pretty funny. So did were uh, your friends inspiration for these characters? There are probably aspects of my friends of some of them that come through in these characters. But kind of the weird thing when I was coming up with this is most of them sort of popped into my head fully formed. Like it feels a little bit like cheating. Like I would just sit down and I'm like, okay, I need for the story to work right. I probably need about this many students. So I start to think, all right, who are her classmates? And then they would just sort of pop into my head, like their appearance, their personality. It was all just kind of there and even names for some of them. And they were just there. And I'm like, okay, well, here's Blake and here is Bree and here is Jazz. And um, so it's kind of fun getting to incorporate them into the stories. Yeah. Now, as the illustrator, are you the one who does those character cards? Do you design those? Uh, I have not. 
ones. Okay. Because those are really cool. I love those. I was just showing them to my husband the other day because um, he's an illustrator too. And I said, look at these. These are like things that can be given away to readers, uh, like promos and freebies, you know, little goodies right. that are given away. And he was impressed. He's like, wow, those look really cool. So I might have him do some I, for my books. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and I would like to sit down. I really want to do some character artwork. It's just, I don't have time. Yeah, you have deadlines. I ended up little ones and... for the character art. But eventually when things calm down, maybe after the books are released and I'm not rushing to meet those deadlines, mm -hmm. I'm hoping I can sit down and do some drawing because I would love to do that. Well, listeners, if you get a chance, go to her website, ashleybustamante.com, and you can see what I'm talking about. Those cards are really cool, those character cards. I love them. Now, what's new? What's coming up for Ashley Bustamante Book 3, I can imagine? Yes. Yep. I, that one, the manuscript is actually due just, just before Radiant releases, so it's busy. Mm-hmm. You're busy right but now I'm getting that little, done. Yep, I'm in the <laughs> middle of revisions. And can uh, you tell us a little bit about that, or is it too soon? It's probably too soon. Okay, okay, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. You can't even probably tell gotta, us the title. Gotta let people read the second one. Yep, title's still top secret. Ooh, I um, love that. That's cool. Okay. I will say it's going to be the third one. I would say is definitely the most intense of the three. But I promise things will be okay in the end. So it is a three book series then. Yes. Okay. So what is your writing process? I mean, with the little ones and everything going on, the marketing and all that stuff. What's your writing process? So it has changed a lot. When I wrote Vivid, I did the first draft before I had kids. Um, and that took me about a month to do the first draft. Now it takes me several months to do mm -hmm. a first draft because time is a little bit different once you're a mom. Um, but it's fun too. And I, it's pretty much just trying to get those words in here and there whenever I have the chance. Most of it's after they're asleep, do a lot of nighttime writing. Um, but also, you know, I might hop on my phone while I'm waiting in car line or things like that, just whenever I can sneak that time in. Um, and I'm, what's the word for it? So there's pantsers and there's plotters. I believe they call me a plantser. Where I'm yeah, plantser. Yeah. yeah. And I've never been someone who could sit down and do a very detailed outline. And I'm envious of my friends who can do that because <laughs> their stories are so organized and nice. <laughs> but, um, I always start with sort of just a rough idea. And then a lot of it is pantsing along the way. I may have like a few key scenes that I know I want and then decide how to connect the dots as I go. Um, and, and it's kind of fun writing that way because there's, it can take turns that surprise you. And those surprises are always kind of fun. Yeah, that's true. And I, I do plot out my books. I don't do detailed outlines, but I do allow for things to change you know as you know once you start writing and you see a of movie course. or you hear a song and you're like oh I'm going to change this whole scene you know <laughs> yeah I, I, I allow the freedom for that of course I don't have to stick with my outline but I think for me I like organizing my writing just a little right. bit. 
Yeah, so I think all writers do have to allow a degree of flexibility because you never know. I actually changed my ending um, the way I had it originally thought out. And I had it thought out this way for a long time of how I wanted to end the series and ha- was really happy with it. But then one day, one of my friends suggested, she said she gets a lot of her ideas while she's driving and she just turns off the radio, all the sound and everything and just drives and lets her mind wander. And I was like, I'm going to try that. And I did that. And then suddenly it was like, boom, it needs to end this way instead. And I was like, what? <laughs> What? How did that happen? But um, but I think it's better this way, and I I'm more satisfied with it. So I think just allowing yourself that quiet thinking time is really important. Mm, that's great. That's great advice. We don't have to stick with the plan. Those inspirations come anywhere, you know. Yep. At any time. That's great. So imagine you do have a new writer in front of you who wants to write the genre you're you're in. What advice would you give a new writer just starting out on this writing journey? I would say one of the most important things is to get out of the habit of comparing yourself to other authors because that will never lead to happiness. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really easy to get caught in that trap when you look at someone who's, you know, released 20 books and they've got all these fans and they're doing all these things, but everybody starts somewhere in their journey. And for some writers, they may be brand new for some, they may not be yet published. Um, but everyone starts at that point. And I, I think it's important to recognize that your story is going to resonate with someone You're not going to resonate with everyone, but you don't have to, and you shouldn't have that expectation. So like everyone these days in the fantasy genre talks about Brandon Sanderson. Um, He's kind of the big deal in the fantasy world. And my book is not Brandon Sanderson. I am not, I don't have the detail in the world planning and all the things that he does. Um, But I've discovered that I don't have to do that for people to enjoy my writing. There are so many people in my reviews who said, this is the first fantasy book that I actually enjoyed because I could understand what was going on. Like, I I think I have a more simple style than some other fantasy authors, but there are readers who appreciate that style. So I think it's really important to just find your own voice and stick to that and not try to force yourself into the box of another writer. Mm, great advice. And so very true. But it's hard. I know with social media and, you know, we always are looking what other authors are doing and we do start right. to allow it to get us down. But that's excellent advice. And I'm I'm one of those readers. I like fantasy, but if it starts to get a little too complicated and I have all these weird names that I have to figure out. <laughs> it can get crazy. Yes. So and it's still, it's still something I have to remind myself of. I'm not perfect. I still fall into that trap. And I think, I think it's a cycle that authors go through over and over again, but, but just, just write your story because no one can tell it like you. Good advice. So do you think you'll stay in this genre? Do you have another series that you're brainstorming or? I'm currently, I have partially written 
another young adult fantasy like I think for the most part that's where I'll stay because that's definitely my favorite um, this one that I have in mind is not a series it's just a one-off but I have some cool ideas for it so I'm mm-hmm. excited to explore that more once I'm done with this series so do you have uh, a takeaway for your readers when they're finished with the color theory series what would you want your readers to take away the most I think I'd like them to take away the most um, how important it is in today's world to try and build bridges instead of walls. That's really the important thing, I think, is to find unity with one another because you can find so much more joy in life when you're working with others instead of against them. That's a great theme. I love that. Ashley Bustamante, thank you so much for joining me today on my podcast. Thank you. I enjoyed it. This has been wonderful. And listeners, you can find out more about Ashley at AshleyBustamante.com, where she has information about her life, the genres that she writes, the books that she has available, and more. And I suppose they can sign up for your newsletter there too, or? Yes, under the contact. Excellent. Excellent. And then you'll find out more about her upcoming projects. Again, thank you, Ashley. I truly appreciate you sharing your time with my listeners today. Thank you. Wow, wasn't that great listening to Ashley talk about her writing journey and and her writing story about how the Color Theory series came to be? She's amazing. And I love her optimistic attitude and how she makes sure that there's hope in her stories. That's important today. But most of all, I hope you've been motivated and encouraged to keep going on your writing journey. One step at a time, always going forward. And until next time, God bless.